1: Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, June 12th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 682, 18 episodes away from the big 700 of the Mothership broadcast of the the WCWS radio network right here on talktube.com. It is, once again, the one and the only WCWS revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw on the line, with you as we get to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. First of all, if we, will start, first we will start things off with our wrestling news and news here segment, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, Team Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo, J.D. the 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, I would say welcome back here um, to the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, who will be bringing us tonight's wrestling history and birthdays. John, of course, is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and also another part of the Raw Radio Broadcast team every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Before we get underway to tonight's itinerary for uh, for 682 Revolution, let us bring J.D. Let's bring J.D. and John into what should be a 100 per, 100% prime choice explosive and <clears throat> also bit, um, much more mightier than the Man of Steel himself dynamics, episode 682 of Revolution. And J.D. is good to be here. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed here tonight comes to us from, of course, one of our veteran groups in the WCWS Stable of Groups on Facebook. That group, of course, is known as Future of WCWS. Be careful to join us for our live video feed here tonight for Revolution Episode 682. Feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS future. If you care to join us through TalkShoe.com, the phone number, as always, is 1605 562 444 Call ID one three eight zero five five pound the magic six numbers, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, tonight, which will include the following. In addition to our news reviews and history and birthdays here for tonight, we will, of course, finish our discussion of the, from the remaining five matches From this past Friday's Super Showdown pay per view. We will also talk about our thoughts and opinions on the results of last night's edition of SmackDown Live. And also some other wrestling experts as well, including the possibility of of our triple threat match for the WWS 24 7 championship. Hopefully, we'll get to hear from the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie here tonight as he is scheduled to defend that belt against both the Iceman Jared DiGiorno and the Human Surplus Machine John Gross. We will keep you informed, of course, in case there are any changes in that itinerary tonight. In the meantime here, folks, let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling with our Wrestling News and news here segment. <clears throat> of course, we're to bring it here to us from King Ice is the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared D. Duramo. And speaking of J.D., let's ask him what's going on in the Wrestling News scene this evening. Take it away, J.D.
2: Tonight on NXT, Kansas LeRae and Io Shirai were set to take on Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir. In addition to that, in the submission match, however, Drew Gulak will take on Kushida, believe it or not. Meanwhile, in the main event, however, Danny Lurk, uh, Birch, and Oni Lorcan will take on the Undisputed Era, believe it or not. Meanwhile, however, Carl Anderson, however, mind you, however, <coughs> excuse me, said recently, however, in a tweet, however, just a sh- uh hold on a second, uh on a second ago, hold on a second. Trying to get this here, guys. So bear with me. Took a moment to remind fans who may, not otherwise, remember that the Good Brothers are in fact still on the WWE roster. Anderson posted the following about his team, which has not worked many matches on TV this year. Yep, we're still employed, however, mind you, however, mind you, however, Uh, mind you. If that's not all, however, Renee Young, however, is highly likely to be the host of the weekly WWE television show on FS1 according to the big lead, however. There is no word on when she could be announced for the job of who her co-host might be. WWE announced on fs one studio when SmackDown moves to Fox in October, but no start date or further details have been provided yet. Renee formerly hosted Talking Smack on WWE Network, one of the more popular shows prior to its cancellation, however, mind you, on the WWE Network. Meanwhile, speaking of uh, Los Angeles, however, mind you, our truth however, is still stuck in a crate, believe it or not. Recently, however, mind you, he still had a chance to say this, however, about after what happened last night on SmackDown and took to Twitter revealing that he's still stuck in a box heading to Los Angeles for Monday's episode on the Raw. In the video he says, I think I'm going to Monday Night Raw. Somebody get help. This, this is the 24-7, uh, uh, 7-Eleven European champion. He is also asking whoever comes to his aid to help bring a crowbar. In fact, we have a clip right here. We'll play it right now.
0: Hey, this for somebody. I'm going to uh, put this out on social media for y'all to help me. I think I'm going to Monday Night Raw. Somebody get help. It's 24-7, 7-Eleven European champion. I got proof and bring a crowbar with you too. SOS, help.
2: And finally, also, meanwhile, Liv Morgan debuted a new dark finisher in a dark match for SmackDown last night, despite coming up short against the war goddess Ember Moon, however, mind you. And finally, however, Game 7 of the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on in Boston tonight, however. The Blues, however, have jumped out to an early lead, however, mind you, 2 nothing. however, as they are early in the second period. And finally, Kevin Durant, however, underwent surgery for a ruptured Achilles, however, mind you, however, and as a result, however, he is pretty much done for the season, however, and is recovering tonight in a hospital in New York City. Our thoughts in person with Durant, Howard as he had surgery at the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York by Dr. Martin O'Malley.
1: Thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, J.D., along with King and W.O. Smith, is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, to bring all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS radio network. Of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, Super Blue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old fashioned combination. And here's what John has in our his, history and birthdays for today, June the 12th. 32 years ago today, which we put it at 1987 in Tokyo, Japan, Antonio Inoki defeats Masa Saito in a tournament final to become the IWGP heavyweight champion, actually, the first IWGP heavyweight champion. The New Japan Pro Wrestling founder would hold the title for 325 days before a fractured foot forced him to vacate the belt. This is the only time Inoki held the title. 28 years ago today, which we put it at, let me see here, 1991, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 15 from Knoxville, Tennessee. 21 years ago today, which would put it at 1997, yes. Uh, I'm sorry, 1998, excuse me, 1998, excuse me, in Tokyo, Japan, Kenta Kobayashi defeated Toshiaki Kawada to win the All Japan Triple Crown Heavyweight title. 19 years ago today, put it at the year 2000 on Raw's War in St. Louis, Crash Holly defeated Gerald Briscoe to win the WWF Hardcore title. Also, let's see 18 years ago today. Uh, of course, put it at uh, 2001. Yes, on SmackDown from Baltimore, Maryland, Test defeated Rhino to win the Hardcore title. Near the end of the bout, one-time Baltimore Ravens cheerleader Stacy Keebler made her WWF debut. Let's see here. Uh, 16 years ago today, put it at 2003. David Sahadi, gave notice of his impending resignation from his post as creative director of all air promotions for WWE. Fourteen years ago today, put it at 2005, WWE presented ECW One Night Stand from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. 2,500 sold out the show with 340,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Born from RVD, the ECW reunion was a largely storyline one-time reu- reunion of ECW talent. Also helping the the case for the pay-per-view was the Rise and Fall of ECW DVD. And here's some of the matches that took place at that. Lance Storm defeated Chris Jericho in the first bout. Uh, Super Crazy defeated Tajiri and Little Guido in a three-way dance. Uh, Ray Ray Jr. defeated Psychosis. Sabu defeated Rhino. Chris Benoit Defeated Eddie Guerrero. This is their last one-on-one pay-per-view match together. Mike Austin defeated Masato Tanaka. For the main event, Paul Heyman came out and cut an unscripted promo on the WWE superstars who invaded the show. <coughs> told Edge, Matt Edge, Matt Freakin' Hardy, and told JBL that the reason JBL was WWE champion is because Triple H did not want to work on Tuesday. <laughs> That's funny. And the Dudley Boys defeated Tommy Dreamer in, the in a tag Team Extreme Rules match. Before the match started, the, BW, the BWO, Kid Cash, and others came out <clears throat> to interfere in the match. Dreamer was powerbombed through the flaming table, giving the Dudleys the win. After the match, Stone Cold Steve Austin appeared and goaded the WWE Superstars to fight ECW, in which they did. At one point, JBO and Meanie got into a fight, with JBO busting up the Meanie. The brawl ended with Stone Cold hitting a stunner on Eric Bischoff. 13 years ago today put it at 2006 on Raw, Shawn Michaels and Triple H reunited to reform Generation X. It marks the first time that DX reunited since July of 2002. 7 years 7 years ago today we put it at 2012, WWE taped the 67th and final episode of NXT Redemption. Five years ago today would put it at 2014. WWE, WWE releases were given from WWE.com. First off, J- JTG, a former member of Primetime, Time, of course made his debut with Shad Gaspard in 2006 and stayed on as a st- singles competitor after their split in 2010, but never did too much as he was released from his contract. The next one. Oddly enough, Drew McIntyre they debuted in WWE in 2007 and won the IC title in 2009. After losing the Intercontinental title, didn't do much, so he joined 3MB in 2012 until the group disbanded in 2014. Because of Drew's release, Drew actually returned to WWE, of course, by returning to NXT in 2017. And in his return, he won the NXT title and the Raw Tag Titles with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Jinder Mahal, of course, he debuted in 2011 The feud with the great colleague, but the feud went nowhere, and he became a leader, he be- also became a member of 3NB, and tried to put a hit on Kane and The Undertaker on Raw 1000, but of course failed. Mahal, along with McIntyre, was released from the WWE, but he returned in 2016 as part of the Raw roster, until being drafted to the SmackDown brand. And since his return, he has won three titles, of course, the WWE title in May 2017, United States title in April of 2018, and most recently he has won the 24/7 title twice. Oh. Oksana, who was in NXT for the love interest storyline of for, for Goldust 2010, but he returned to WWE in 2000, but returned to the WWE in 2011 as the assistant for Teddy Long. But in 2012 she managed Cesaro. After Cesaro dumped her, she did not really do much. Kurt Hawkins, who came to the WWE in 2007, of course, a former tag champion, with Zack Ryder and also part of the Edgeheads after the duo split. Hawkins, of course, rarely did did much. Of course, he teamed up with Tyler Rex, but was future-endeavored as well. Hawkins, like Mahal and McIntyre, returned to the WWE brand extension in 2016. And also, since his return, he broke his losing streak at WrestleMania 35, teaming up with his old buddy Zack Ryder to defeat The Revival to win the Raw Tag Team Titles. Theodore Long, who was a WWE referee at the end of 1998 to, two, to 2002, became a manager, of course, for D'Lo Brown, Rodney Mack, Jazz, and Mark Jindrak. from 2003 to 2004. In July 2004, Long became Matt Down General Manager. He had some assistants, namely from Palmer Cannon, Vicky Guerrero, Crystal, among others. Long... Left the SmackDown brand in 2008 to manage for ECW, but returned as general manager in 2009. After Lorenz's team defeated uh, Teddy Long's team at of 28, Long was not the general manager in 2012. After Lorenz nice was booted, Booker T became the new SmackDown GM and rehired Long as the vice general manager. Camacho, of course, he you know, was a running buddy for Unico, but he didn't really do much. Roderick Clay, who was in NXT in 2011. And of course, was a uh, I guess you say manager, bodyguard, whatever for Alberto Del Rio, but he became repackaged as the source in 2012. He teamed up with Tenzai in 2013. He did a little bit of work, but he did not he did not do much. Evan Bourne, who was making his WWE debut in 2008, was a big rising star and became a member of the Raw roster and won the WWE Tag Titles with Kofi Kingston in 2011. But an injury aligned him in 2012. Yoshi Tatsu, who made his debut in 2009, was a part of the ECW brand. But he rarely did anything. And also, referee Mark Harris was also who let go. Today is a happy 56th birthday to Jerry Lynn. And also, today is a happy 48th birthday to the world's strongest man and, of course, now AWE Hall of Famer, Mark Henry. And here's some history on Mark Henry. He was born in Silsby Texas, and was a big fan of Andre the Giant. He was also a big wrestling fan. In Beaumont, Texas, Henry tried to touch Andre as he was walking down the aisle, but tripped over the barricade. Andre picked him up out of the crowd <clears throat> and put him back behind the barricade. Henry's father died of diabetes when he was only 12 years old. At the age of 14, Henry was diagnosed with dyslexia. Henry comes from a family in which almost all the men are larger than average, especially his uncle Chud, who was six foot seven and five hundred. Pounds, unbelievable. He played football in high school until he until he strained ligaments in his wrist during the first game of the year and scored below 700 on the SAT. When he was in fourth grade, he was already five foot five and weighed 225 pounds. His mother bought a set of weights for him at the age of ten. During his freshman year at high school, Henry squatted 600 pounds, which was well over a record. At the age of 18, he was called the world's strongest teenager and made it into the headlines in early 1990 for winning the National High School Powerlifting Championships and setting teenage lifting world records in the squad 832 pounds and total 2,033
2: pounds. Holy crap. By, By the way, we do he- have an update on the game. It is now still 2 nothing? St. Louis was 6-11 in the second period, and NXT has announced tonight there will be an eight-man NXT breakout tournament, however. They will compete in the single elimination tournament with the winner gaining an NXT title shot of their choice. They include Jordan Miles, Isaiah Scott, uh, Cameron Grimes, Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, Angel Garza, and Joaquin Wilde. Known as Garza Jr., DJC, Samuel Shaw, Trevor Lee, Jonah Rock, Shane Strickland, ACH are beginning tonight. And also we will have a steel cage match between Io Shirai and also Shana Baszler. Oh, okay.
1: Thank you there, JD. By the time he finished high school, he was a three time Texas state champion with state and national records in all four power lifting categories the squat at 832 pounds, bench press at 525 pounds, and the deadlift at, eight, at 615 pounds as well. Of course, for the, for the full total, as I said, of 2,033 pounds. Impressive. In April of 1990, Henry was persuaded to go to Austin. After he graduated to train in the Olympic style uh, weightlifting, in July of 1990, Henry came second in the USPF Senior National Powerlifting Championships. In April of 1991, he also won the excuse me US National Junior Championships. Twenty days later, he finished fourth at the US Senator National Championships and finished sixth at the Junior World Weightlifting Championship in Germany. Only a few weeks later, Henry became 1991's International Junior Champion in power. Lifting as well. In Henry's first year of competitive weightlifting, he broke all three junior American records 12 times and surpassed Mario Martinez as the top super heavyweight. At the age of 19, Henry qualified for the weightlifting competition at the 1992 Summer Olympics, finishing 10th in the super heavyweight class. Ten months before the Olympics, Henry trained with Dragomir Koroslan uh, a bronze medalist at the 1984 Summer Olympics, who said that he he never seen anyone with marks draw. After the Olympics, Henry was more all over the all over the world. In late 1992, he took the win at the USA Weightlifting American Open. He was winning the U.S. National Weightlifting Title, at the U.S. Olympic Festival Title in 1990. 3-1994, the 1995 Pan-American Games, he regained a silver and bronze medal. Henry also won the U.S. Powerlifting Championship in 1995 with a 23 14 pounds ball powerlifting is, total. Later that same year, in the Henry, he won three powerlifting and, and he won one again. J.D. Non-fucked in
0: Enough buffalo to allow for too many traffic. Another upgrade we made, you might want to
1: turn that down a little bit. Look
0: at this. they don't want to this year. I don't want to any Also
2: improve the
0: finish quality.
1: Jared D. Girolamo. <laughs> Would you mind turning that down all a little bit? All bit, a little bit? All Thank you. Sure. Sorry about that, bud. I appreciate it. You can still look at it, but just keep it. So that's the that echoes off the thing pretty bad. My apologies. Thank you. In 1996, Henry won the North American, Central American, Caribbean Islands Championship and earned the right to compete at the Olympics. During his victory, Henry became the senior U.S. American record holder. In the months prior to the Summer Olympics, Henry received more attention, guesting on Jay Leno, Conan O'Brien, and Oprah Winfrey. He was featured on Inside Sports and the Today Show. He was also featured in dozens of magazines, including U.S. News and World Report, People, Vanity Fair, and ESPN. During that period, he connected with WWF owner Vincent Mann, For the first time, signing him to a 10-year deal as a professional wrestler. Henry improved his lifts to 407 pounds in the snatch and 507 pounds in the clean and jerk during his final eight weeks of preparation for the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. Henry stood tall, 6'4 and 414 pounds body weight. He was voted captain of the Olympic weightlifting team. Unfortunately, he suffered a back injury and was unable to approach his normal performance level. Because of the injury, he had to drop out after his first clean and jerk attempt and finished with 14th place. His appearance proved to be his last official competition in Olympic weightlifting. As he retired from weightlifting, he vowed not to return unless the sport is cleaned up of anabolic steroid use. Since his career as a professional wrestler, he broke his leg in the fall of 1996. But By the summer, he rehabbed it enough to be able to compete at the USACO National Powerlifting Championships in 1997, where he won the competition, U.S. national He had planned powerlifting, although his travel schedule with the WWF has made sustained training difficult. Mark's WWF contract allowed him three months off each year from wrestling, so he can train for the national and world championships. Mark had hoped to return in late 1999, but although in early, although even though in early 1998. He was still able to do five reps at the bench press with 495 pounds, three reps with 895 pounds, and three reps with 405 pounds in training. While traveling with the WWF, he never returned to compete in the official championships in favor of his wrestling career, by basically ending his listening career at only 26 years old. Henry still remains a man in history to squat more than 900 pounds without a squat suit, as well as the youngest in total. A total more than twenty three hundred pounds raw. At twenty-four years old, Henry debuted in the WF in March of nineteen ninety-six, and where he attacked Jerry. After he competed he competed in the nineteen ninety-six Summer Olympics, Henry signed a ten-year deal trained by professional wrestler Leo Burke. His first feud in the WF was with Lawler. At the pay-per-view event, Henry came to the aid of Jake Roberts in August of nineteen ninety-six. I believe that was the SummerSlam, if I'm not mistaken, who was suffering indignity at the hands of Jerry Lawler. Henry made his wrestling debut on September 22, 1996, defeating Jerry Lawler at Mind Games and fending off Lawler's attackers. <clears throat> Henry suffered an injury, but before he did, he was scheduled to team with Rocky Maivia, Mark Merrow, and the Stalker against Hunter Hurst-Hemsley, Crush, Goldust, and Jerry Lawler at the 1996 Survivor Series. Henry healed from his injury in 1997 and returned to the WWF as a heel to join the Nation of Domination in 1998, joining Peru's group. But would be taken over, of course, by The Rock. After the nation disbanded, Henry had a short feud with The Rock, and where he defeated The Rock at Judgment Day. Henry teamed up with former nation member D L. Brown and also gained a nickname, of course, called Sexual Chocolate. Henry's target was China, who Henry seemingly had a crush with China when China, of course, was in DX. Henry wanted to take China on a date, in which China accepted. China and Henry got together, although Henry was not a member of DX, but he was still a heel. However, it turned out that Henry cheated on China. was a cross-dresser. At the 1999 Royal Rumble, Henry would be eliminated by China. Henry and Delo teamed up again to take the tag team titles in 1999, but they failed to win the tag team titles. And John is typing away as hard as he can, so bear with me. At SummerSlam 1999, Henry turned on D and cost him the European <laughs> Henry, Henry, and the title with Jeff Jarrett. Henry was given the European was given the European title by Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Henry dropped the European title and given to D. Lowe Brown. <clears throat> Henry became a team member of the Godfather, but after that, he had a relationship with May Young in early 2000, in which it was revealed that May was carrying Mark's oh February 2000, May and Mark had the baby and it turned out to be a hand.
2: Yeah a hand.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The storyline affair ended when May was put to a table by the Dudley Boys and Henry needed some time off as well. Henry Henry stayed in Ohio Valley Wrestling in 2000 to improve his wrestling skills. 2001, Henry's mother died, causing him to take away take time away from wrestling. He also competed in the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic in honor of his mother who gave him a, the, the first weight set when he was a child. Four months prior to the contest, Henry lifted the heaviest of weights and trained since 1997 for a major lifting competition. I'm here. Yeah, no, I'm waiting for John to. He's still typing. So. Oh. He had never been a strong man before, but in the coming contest, he was to face the very best of the best a professional professional man.
2: And to give you an update, it is still 2-0 as we go to the third, saying it was 20 minutes away possibly from history. And, of course, game six of the NBA Finals tomorrow will be Toronto State in Toronto. Thank
1: you, Nervini. Such as the number one ranked strongman in the world, in defending the world's strongest man in competition in 2001, Sven Carlson. Henry would return to the WWE in 2002 as part of the SmackDown brand, where he performed tests of strength while other wrestlers took bets on on the test. Hmm. But the gimmick was met with little success. Henry was sent back to OVW after another injury, but he returned to the WWE in August of 2003 as a heel managed by Teddy Long. where he teamed with Rodney Mack, he had a feud with Goldberg, where Triple H put a bounty on Bill Goldberg's head, offering someone a million dollars to take out Goldberg. Henry did feud with Shawn Michaels, but failed to win the bounty. Henry had another injury in 2004, his last match on Raw was in 2004. (laughs) And then also while we're waiting and while John's typing this, I want to mention here folks, that WSW Revolution here pretty soon will be hitting that milestone. Of course, as we said, 700 episodes coming up. I believe J.D. did inform me it would be July the 19th. So there will be some special moments popping that we will get a chance to talk about even further about what we have done the last 100 episodes. In addition to, of course, our normal routine, of course, coming up. I believe that's, that's what you said, J.D., July the 19th. July the 19th. right
2: after Extreme Rules, yes.
1: Okay. And of course, uh, and of course, like I said, folks, um, we are also going to be very, very fortunate to be even featured by, uh, of course, the website that that uh, of course that we have done these shows um, that, that the website that we do these shows on every single night here, proudly since 2015. And as of course, talkshoe.com, uh, we are possibly going to be featured, of course, on something on talkshoe.com, hopefully here very, very soon. Uh, of course, in, in, in celebration of seven, number 700 of Revolution. So be watching out for that here, coming up here really soon. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I will make another note here. Since Talk has revamped their site and everything, one thing that it has, ne- it has never done before, but it does it now, it has, sh- it has shown um, the number of downloads totaling for all the episodes done underneath that for that same show. And, of course, obviously, you would think Revolution would be the highest one. And you're right, it is. Uh, and believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, we are, we, I think we have passed, if I'm not mistaken, and I've looked over it closely, uh, over 6,600 downloads for Revolution by itself, which is a huge milestone for us. So <clears throat> so like I said, folks, if, you know, like I said, going back and listening to past episodes. And, you know, downloading, of course, like I said, the, current, the most recent episodes to ones all the way back from the very beginning. You know, we thank you all very much for, of course, doing that and thank you for your continued support here, of course, with WWS Let's go and finish up here, of course. That we, of course, we talk about it, of course, today here. Uh, I uh, We talked about today, uh, of course, the. I see what his birthday was again. I did not forget what how he said he was. Uh, Give me just a second. 48th birthday. As we continue to talk about the course, 48th um, birthday, of course, of the world's strongest man and WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry.
0: Uh, Henry returned to
1: Ohio Valley Wrestling the finish shop, 2005 and returned to attack Batista and be on the hunt for the world heavyweight title, causing Batista and Mysterio, causing, costing Batista and Mysterio WWE tag team titles. Also was responsible for breaking Batista's torn triceps, forcing Batista to vacate the world heavyweight title. On the January 10th, 2006 episode of SmackDown, he was the runner-up for the vacated world heavyweight title battle royal against Kurt, of course, like I said, the event, to the eventual winner, Kurt Angle. Henry challenged for the title at the Royal Rumble, but failed to defeat Angle to win the belt. Henry went on to cost The Undertaker the world heavyweight title would face him in a casket match It would be the Undertaker that would send Henry to his final resting place. Henry defeated with Kurt Angle, again costing him the world heavyweight title and also put Chris Benoit on the injured list, but would be injured in July by the returning Batista. Henry tore his tendon as he needed surgery for it on May 11, 2007. He made a return to attack the Undertaker, causing him the world heavyweight title, allowing Edge to cash in his money in the bank. <clears throat> Briefcase and defeat the Undertaker to win the title. There you go. Henry went on a terror of destruction, injuring everyone until the Undertaker made his return and, unforgiven, defeated Mark Henry. Mark Henry didn't teamed up with Big Daddy V, according to member Mabel Viscera, did one by different names there in 2008, but the team dissolved when Big Daddy V left WWE. Henry was credited to ECW and captured the ECW title, defeating. Kane, and the Big Show in a triple threat match. Henry stayed on as ECW champion and even had Tony Atlas, the Hall of Famer, in his corner. Henry lost the ECW title of Unforgiven and tried to regain it back from 2008 to 2009, but he failed to win it back. Henry returned returned to Raw in the three-on-one golf match Defeating Randy Orton, turning Henry's face in the process. Team WWE in the fall of nine to try to gain the WWE tag team titles, but he failed to win it. 2010, he had a brief feud with Batista where Batista attacked him and also had a brief feud with The Nexus as well. 2011, Henry turned heel again and joined the SmackDown brand in injuring Big Show and Kane. gained the World Heavyweight title of nine of champions over Randy Orton. Henry w- went on as world champion for free and defeating Orton in his rematch. But dropped the title to the big show at TLC. Henry tried to regain the title back against Daniel Bryan, who had cashed in shortly after Big Show won the world heavyweight title. And John's asked us to wait for just a few moments. While John has us to wait for just a couple of minutes, we want to let you know, of course, keep in mind here, coming up here, we'll be getting thoughts from J.D. and John about the remaining five matches from this past Friday's Super Showdown. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get John's and J.D.'s thoughts about what happened last night on SmackDown Live. Of course, I guess you to say the SmackDown's aftermath from Super Showdown as well. Of course, JD has been keeping has been keeping us up to date with, of course, two big uh, games here. Of course, for uh, Stanley Cup and also for the NBA title as well. Uh, he's been keeping us up to date here with those all, uh, all all night so thus far. We do thank JD for doing so. Okay, I think John is back here with us. Uh, while we check here, I do say that Mr. Wayne Bocchetta has joined us on our live video feed. The future of WCWS. So we do welcome, welcome Mr. Prochettio to the program. Please thank you. Thank you very much, there, sir, sir, and hope you enjoy the show. Uh, John, now back on with us. Now he's he started up again, of course, as we continue to talk about, of course, the 48th birthday of Hall of Famer Mark Henry. Henry was injured again in 2012, in where he tried to regain the WWE title against. He returned in 2013 to resume his Hall of Pain decade, defeating Ryback at WrestleMania 29, but he feuded with John Cena for the WWE title and where he did his fake retirement speech. Henry failed to win the title against Cena at Money in the Bank. Afterwards, Henry turned face again and sported a new look, shaving his head bald. I also have to notice here recently, I think Mark Henry's got a great beard now. One of uh, okay. Henry feud in 2000. That Mark Henry's got a gray beard
2: now. Oh, yeah,
1: I, I saw that. Yeah. Henry feud in 2014 with Rusev and then The Big Show turned him heel, but turned face in 2015 again. He joined the Raw brand in 2016 and put the young talent over. He would join the WWE Hall of Fame in 2018. His last match would be at the 2018 Greatest Royal Rumble. And John said that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. And John, we thank you very much there, sir, for for the history and birthdays for tonight. Happy birthday once again to both Mark Henry and also to Jerry Lynn, by the way. I should say that. And J.D., thank you very much there, sir, for the rest of the news here for tonight. 1-605-562-0444, 1605-562-0444. Call ID one three eight pound. This is episode 682 of WWS Revolution for, <clears throat> for Wednesday, uh, June 12th, 2019. <clears throat> Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, the Ice Man, Jared D, D. Rolmo, and the Human Suppress Machine John Gross joining you here right now. Before we get to, of course, our super our remaining part of our super showdown discussion. Uh, there's one story here I just now read here, uh, seen here on the uh, my, my local TV station down here. It um, was just posted here about 25 minutes ago. Apparently, a man, a man pleads guilty and gets three life sentences without parole for murdering three Muslim students. We go ahead and read the story right here. Moments after a North Carolina man pleaded guilty to gunning down three Muslim university students, A prosecutor played a cell phone video of the slayings in court Wednesday as one of the victim's relatives fainted, others wept, and a man cursed the confessor killer openly. Craig Stephen Hicks, 50 years old, pleaded guilty to three counts of first-degree murder more than four years after the February 2015 slayings and two months after incoming district attorney Satana DeBerry dropped plans to seek the death penalty in hopes of concluding the case she had he said it had languished too long. I wanted to plead guilty since day one, Hicks told Superior Court Judge Orlando Hudson. Hudson Hicks, six Hicks the three consecutive life sentences without parole, attacking on five more years for shooting into a building. Hicks burst into a Chapel Hill condo owned by 23-year-old Dia Barkat Bar- Bar- and Bailey Shot Barkat. His wife, uh... Usor Abu Salah, um, who was 21, and the woman's 19-year-old sister, Razin Abu Salah. At the time, Chapel Hill police said Hicks claimed he was provoked by competition over parking spaces at the complex where they lived. Relatives said the victims were targeted because they were Muslim and asked federal authorities to pursue, pursue hate crime charges. Authorities later indicated they did not have sufficient evidence to successfully prosecute Hicks on hate crime charges, said Joe Cheshire, an attorney for the victim's families. He said officials couldn't overcome Hicks's initial explanation that the violence was provoked by a parking space dispute. Family members and prosecutors spent most of the two-hour hearing telling the judge that Hicks was motivated by bigotry against non-white people. Hicks showed off a handgun. On his hip, where he wanted to intimidate his Korean neighbor, a black remodeling worker, and his eventual victims, said District Attorney Satana DeBerry. An aggressive atheist, Hicks also expressed disgust for Christians and Jews. You played into the hands of the worst of the religious people, the fanatics, the radicals, and who want to shred this world, Muhammad Abu Salad, the women's father, told Hicks in court. The killings were part of growing hatred towards Muslims. He did say that. The court was shown a videotape confession in it. Hicks told police that after grabbing his gun and extra bullets and coming on the
0: neighbor's door,
1: lost control when Barquette cursed I did wrong, I overreacted. Hicks told interrogators. The, the account was contradicted by a cell phone video shown in court in which Barquette records his own death. The video rolls as, as Barquette approaches the door to record the exchange with his often seething neighbor. He hoped it could be evidence for a legal restraining order to keep him away. Cheshire said With the victim's parents and siblings watching, the video showed Hicks complaining Barquette and the Abu Salah sisters were using three parking spaces. Prosecutors said that wasn't true. When Barquette responded, they were using no more spaces than condo rules allow. Hicks responded, you're going to be disrespectful towards me. I'm going to be disrespectful. Hicks pulled the gun from his waist and fired several times. The phone dropped. The sounds of women screaming can be heard, followed by several more shots and then silence. Women wept openly in the courtroom, and a young man cursed Hicks. Barquette's older sister, Dr. Suzanne Barquette, fainted. She later appeared at a news conference with family. Members and an attorney said that she was okay. In 36 seconds, Mr. Hicks executed three people, Assistant District Attorney Kendra Montgomery-Blind said. Hicks said in his confession that after the women fell wounded, he shot both in the head at close range. Autopsy results confirmed his description. Barquette, who was a dental student at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and Yushor Abu Salah, had been married less than two months, and she'd just been accepted to the dental school. Razan had just made it to the dean's list at North Carolina State University. Barquette and the sister cooked food for the homeless, worked to improve a poor Raleigh neighborhood, and planned a trip to Turkey to help Syrian war refugees, uh, Montgomery Blinn said. Prosecutors and family members. Contrasted the academic humanitarian work of the sling with Hicks' ex wife, told prosecutors Hicks was fixated on the 1993 Michael Douglas movie Falling Down. I've never seen that movie. About a frustrated and unemployed white man who responds to personal and social dysfunction with increasing violence. Hicks' third marriage was disintegrating and recently quit his job with an auto parts company in anger, Montgomery Blinn said. Workers Orchestra described him as constantly playing computer sniper games, she said. Hicks listened attentively throughout his hand shackled. Former U.S. Attorney Ripley Rand said Wednesday's office hadn't decided whether to pursue hate crime charges against Hicks when he resigned ahead of the incoming Trump administration in 2017. The federal hate crime statute required attorneys to consider the outcome of the state trial when pursuing such charges. he, He said there was no additional punishment he could have gotten that would have meant anything, Rand said. Justice Department spokeswoman declined comment on the hate crime inquiry. It hurt a lot of feelings and it added to the false narrative. He said our government failed hit this family and our multicultural democracy. It took them four years to get this finally situated. And finally he, he gets some sort of punishment, but it's not what the family wanted, but at least he's gotten punished. And so there you have it, right there. And J.D., I'll send you that to post on a couple of pages, too. So, um, in the meantime here, um, let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and get, of course, with our – John, we're going to start with the Super Showdown talk first before we talk about uh, SmackDown. So you can hold off on that talk for just one second. Uh, <clears throat> in the meantime here, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the remaining five matches from WWE Super Showdown 2019. And, J.D., I'll start with you, then we'll go to John. Uh, J.D., the first match we'll talk about here, of course, this was one that, that was kind of up and down uh, some people's eyes, I think. Uh, of course, so the match I'm referring to is the one between Roman Reigns and King, uh J.D., your thoughts here, please. I'm here. Okay, Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon from Super
2: Showdown. Your thoughts, please. Oh, let me just be that for a minute. There we go. Did we really need to see silver boy Shane McMahon how once again have his head up his daddy's ass, however, and also find a way to get a cheap fluke victory when his hair club for men uh, visa expired? I mean, he's 49 years old. He continues to think he's the best in the world and that no one can beat him, however, and he's so untouchable. Yeah, gee, why don't we just say... You're, you just love to kiss ass with the best of them, Shane. You're nothing but a silver spoon, little uh, little uh, snake in the grass, let's just say, or a slime bag, let's just say. Guess what? Your time's coming, and believe me, it's coming very soon if you keep this BS up, believe me. I mean, you think you're so great because you have your boyfriends, the piece of human excrement lies, and dickhead. Uh, douchebag Drew McIntyre, Howard, basically sucking you off and kissing your ass, Howard. Well, guess what, Howard? There will be a time coming that you will have your comeuppance, and it's coming very, very soon.
1: Thank you there, GD. John, your thoughts about Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon from Super Showdown, please. John are you still with us?
0: Mm
1: May have to come back to John. Apparently he must have probably stepped away or something. I I don't know if he's hearing us or not. Uh so we'll come back to John to get his thoughts on that match right there. In the meantime, here let's go back, back to you, James. We'll talk about the next match here. Uh <clears throat> Kofi Kingston versus Dolph WWE the title match of course Kofi getting by Dolph to hold on to the belts. Uh
2: he did. He did, and you know, it's just like Shane and Roman. You know, I mean, Dolph has been crying and crying and crying and saying how I got hosed, I got denied my chance, Howard, to hold the title. But you know what, Howard, I came up so I came so close to winning. It. and If it wasn't for Xavier Woods, I would have won it. Well, guess what, Dolph? You've been out for how long, Howard, doing your comedy stick how uh, stuff, Howard? How long have you been not active, Howard? And now you should be giving this to. Chance to give a chance to go after the biggest prize of them all on a silver platter. Howard. I'm um, you were out for about three, almost three and a quarter to about three and a half months, if you will. However, since December, Howard. yes, you were out for a while, probably nursing some injuries too. Howard. maybe you had some other stuff to do, or maybe management didn't have anything for you to do. But you know what? Howard? you keep crying. What about me? What about me? So it should be all about me. It should be all about me, like Raven did back in the day, you know, I mean, you think everything should be handed to you, and you should be given a chance to hold that gold again, however, you know, Kofi has done pretty good as champion, however, and has faced some good challengers, yes, you're one of his toughest challengers to date at the moment, however, but you know what, Kofi said it a few weeks ago, the last time you were in the ring, however, you up and quit, You left. You couldn't handle it. You basically said it was time for me to go elsewhere. Well, guess what, however? Elsewhere has come very quickly, however, tenfold for you. Yes, like I said, you do have a legitimate gripe a little bit about what happened at uh, Super Showdown with Xavier Woods. And, of course... What Big E has done. But you know what? Quit acting and whining like a Neanderthal. No, not a Neanderthal. Just quit acting like a whiny-ass douche. That is all you are. You're like Shane McMahon. You should be given everything handed to you. You should have everything handed to you on a silver freaking player. And you should be proclaimed the best in the world. The new champion. Well, guess what, Howard? You have not earned that opportunity yet. You've only gotten a sniff of it, Howard. You just got back in the good graces because, basically, they were needing someone like you. You could have stayed out and done your stupid comedy stuff a little bit more. Some of people said it's pretty funny and amusing and it's worth watching. Some people say it's a waste of time and an absolute bore. Well, guess what, Howard? How many more chances are you going to ask Dolph Howard to basically kiss up to Vince and Shane and basically have their head up their ass? Huh? How many times are you going to suck their ass, Howard, to get what you want and cry? It should be about me. It should be about me. It should be about me. Here's an idea, Dolph. Quit acting like a whiny douche and just try to prove what you're worth, Howard. You didn't do much of a proof thing here in Saudi Arabia, and if you think how you're going to try to take that title away from Kofi in South and thinking uh, I don't said Saudi Arabia, I meant to say Tacoma next Sunday, Howard's stomping grounds out and become the new unified cha- the new champion. You might be you. I'll give you credit, but until that time, just quit acting like a whiny ass douchebag, Howard, and a total dickhead, however, and basically quit kissing the McMahon's ass to get what you want. And of course, that goes for you, Shane. Quit asking for your daddy, Howard, to. Basically- Basically have help, however, from your new boyfriends, the piece of human excrement allies, the elephant boy, and dickhead douchebag Drew McIntyre. Who is good, however, I will say is good. But again, however, they could be doing so much more with McIntyre, except having him be Shane's little bodyguard. Because Shane doesn't can't do it on his own. Shane has to have help because he's a little bit of a sissy, if you ask me. So guess what? The sissy and the douchebag should form a tag team, call themselves D bag one and D bag two because right now they're acting more and more like a bunch of arrogant D bags.
1: Thank you there there, J D. Uh, let's check and see if we've got the human suitbox machine John Brooks, back on. John, are you back with us? Apparently he must have probably stepped out or he must he must be away from his phone or something. I'm not sure what's going on. But uh, we'll, go, we'll come back and get his quick thoughts on this here in just a moment. Uh, JD, we'll just go ahead and just ask you about the remainder of the matches, and then we'll come back and see if John is back on so we can get his thoughts too. Um, next match we'll talk about here, of course. Speaking of title matches, uh, of course, obviously the one that a lot of people was some people a lot of people was on, some not so much, and but of course had a very interesting let's say it had a very interesting ending. Uh, we'll just say it that way. Uh, Of course, uh, Seth Rollins getting by, Baron Corbin, thank God, to hold on to the universal title. J.D., your thoughts here?
2: Yeah, uh, this one was interesting, and we thought we were going to see a very interesting uh, change, especially after what happened Monday in Austin. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case, and what happens? Bumbling little pissant Paul Heyman trips over like a pratfall, however, and cost his man a chance to cash in when at the most opportune time he was looking for it. But... Again, thankfully, we didn't have clown shoes, cock stain, bland, Corbin, or leave with the title. Are, and hopefully, we won't see that happen at Stomping Grounds next Sunday either. I mean, I'm tired of seeing him just continue to basically suck up to the McMahons and basically suck up to Vince and Shane. How are, by basically blowing them, however, to get what he wants as well. I mean, he is nothing more than a blowhard. However, and you talk about blowhards who is sucking up to him more than anything. It's of course a guy who is from my hometown, Fonzie's hometown, a guy who I'm more and more annoyed by his commentary every week on both shows, even though he is somewhat of an interesting guy, if you want to call him that, and that is none other than the freaking little, uh, freaking, uh, I would say creep, if you want to call that him that, hour, but I have a better name for him, he's none other than the total, absolute, uh... Camera Hog himself, however, and that is Corey Graves. So Corey, I know you continue to suck up the Baron Corbin and Shane, and then you're supposed to be the heel announcer, then we get that, okay, we know that. But you are on the borderline of like as I said so many times before like Jesse Ventura at WCW 1992-93, bad. You continue to bore us every week, your shtick hour. Renee and Cole are tired of your crap. The fans are tired of your bullshit. I know it smells like crap every time you go out there, but we know, how it's crap when you continue to have your head up out of certain people's asses, like Vince and Shane and freaking uh, Elias and McIntyre, all those guys. Here's an idea, Corey. Just, just someone, please... Tape your mouth shut, or to quote Chris Chagero, please, just shut the hell up, okay? We're tired of your crap. We really are. Uh, but like we said, how hopefully we won't see a cash-in uh, at Stomping Grounds. we heard what Heyman said, of course, this past Monday in San Jose. We can only imagine what's going to happen this coming Monday in L.A. in the Go Home Show, heading into Stomping Grounds. Right now, Howard Rollins has got to be very, very careful. Right now, how he knows that Brock can do it at any time, anywhere, any place. Howard. Right now, how much longer is he going to hold on to it? We're going to have to wait and see. But right now, it looks like right now, the Rollins is still on top of the mountain for the time being. And it looks like no one's going to stop him, at least for the time being. Thank you
1: there, JD. Uh, we still have not got any work with uh, John Gross, if he's back on with us or not unless, uh, of course, he had to take care of something and did not give us any warning. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back and keep checking and see Hopefully, we will come back on here in just a few moments. Uh, in the meantime here, let's go back here before we talk about the next match here. A very, very interesting, and what I was almost say about this match is interesting, but kind of odd, though, as well. A three-on-one handicap match, for seeing Lars Sullivan get by the entire Ucha House
2: Party. J.D., your thoughts about this one? Lars, they don't call him the freak for nothing. This guy is very, very controversial, but very, very scary, freaky, dangerous. I mean, this guy's not a guy I would not want to mess with in a dark alley. This guy's 6'4", maybe 6'5", 300, 315 pounds of bowling ball, Rocky Mountain mayhem. I mean, this guy can hurt you. Very quickly, we've seen him lay out many people already. Our truth was one. Ray Jr., the Lucha House Party found out they were... Lucky they got out one piece, but of course they turned into powder and were basically thrown around like a piñata up on a pole, how are, and beamed down with a stick, however, no pun intended, our Monday night in San Jose. This guy is very scary. I mean, yes, he has his detractors and critics, no doubt about it, but I'll tell you right now how I'd be very careful. If I'm people like, say, maybe McIntyre. Hell, if I'm even Rollins, I don't care who it is. Right now, the WWE Universe better be very, very careful. I don't care if you're big or small. However, this is one guy you better not continue to that basically find a way to stir the hornet's nest with, however, whether you say something about him, or you even want to match with him, you better bring your A-game, and better bring your lunch with you, because sometimes, however, you might get a win here and there, however, but at the same time, however, you might find a way, however, you might be ending up in a hospital, so you could win some, you could lose some, as they say, but at the same time, this guy is just absolutely scary, scary, frightening to watch. And to give you an update now, St. Louis is now up three, nothing, with eight and a half minutes to go. So now, it, unless Boston can get something going here, it could be time is up for the Bruins, no Stanley Cup for them. And the Blues, maybe for the first time since 1970, will be celebrating our Lord Stanley's Cup. And it's funny, it is on the 10-year anniversary of the night. And if Fonzie was here, he would know what I'm talking about. Tonight would be the 10-year anniversary when the Pittsburgh Penguins won their third Stanley Cup in Detroit, Rock City. I mentioned it earlier tonight on uh, the debate. You can go back and listen to that, by the way, as we talked a little bit about the Saturday show. But I also mentioned what happened 10 years ago tonight. But this is the first time how I think it'll uh, – since seven or eight years it's been a game seven. But, yeah, it looks like the Blues are right now on the verge of possibly – basically making the Bruins feel a little down this summer. However, as the Blues now could be celebrating with the trophy here in a mere seven and a half minutes from now.
1: Thank you very much there, J.D. Uh, like I said, we continue to try to find out uh, what's going on here with John. I mean, we hope he's okay. Uh, we still have him listed as being on the show. Uh, i not sure what's going on here unless, of course, he had to step away for and some, some some sort of emergency or something like that. But we'll be back on here, of course, momentarily. Before we go to the last match,
0: I'm going to give a quick
1: a reminder here, folks. Here, of course, last night, did not, uh, we did not, of course, have wrestling revisited on. And also, earlier tonight, we did not have WWS outside the ropes on uh, due to, of course, different circumstances, of course, indeed. But those shows have been rescheduled. And here is the new schedule for that. Tomorrow night before NWO Wolfpack at 7 o'clock, Wrestling Revisited will take place 139-926-pound. And Outside the Rubs will take place this Friday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, right here on the talk show, 141-364-pound. As we will, of course, get you lined up here, of course, with the latest pop culture news, as well as, of course, JD bringing you the sports update, plus also some uh, box office report as well. We don't know if we'll hear if people get to hear from John at all. Normally, he doesn't. Normally, he is not part of our shows at all on Friday nights. But we may hear from him. We may not. I'm not sure, but we'll have to wait and see what happens there. So, ladies and gentlemen, just remember wrestling visited special night tomorrow night at seven o'clock, 139, <clears throat> uh, 926 nine two six pound, uh, and then right before NWA Wolfpack, and then right before Revolution on Friday night. We'll have WWS outside the ropes at seven o'clock. Call ID 364 three six four pound. And now the last last match here, of course, that we have to talk about here is the tag team match pitting the Usos, of course, as they get by the revival. JD, your thoughts here? Hold on a second. And ladies Jim and gentlemen, J.D. had to step away for this moment. He'll be here at this moment okay. I'll be here <laughs> in a second. Okay. In, the meantime, <clears throat> in the meantime, here, folks, like I said, we continue to also try to, speaking of John, we're continuing to try our best to get a hold of John. Uh, apparently, he must have suddenly stepped away. Uh, I'm not sure where, where he has been to unless, like I said, he's taking care of something. He had to step away for a little bit. Or like I said, uh, okay, I'm back. Okay, thank you, JD. And uh, but we're not sure about uh, where he's at right now. But hopefully, like I said before, the show is off tonight. We'll get his take, of course, about what happened. Uh, <clears throat> what happened, of course, in the remaining five matches for Super Showdown, as well as, of course, um, of course, what took what took place on SmackDown last night. Uh, in, the, in the meantime, here, JD, the final match, of course, to talk about from Super Showdown. Is the matchup between the Usos and the Revival? Your thoughts about this please.
2: We've talked about tag teams and we've talked about how they are good and bad over the course of time, but can we can say can this feud finally be just put to rest once and for all? I mean, you have other teams out there. You have the Authors of Pain, Akam and Rezar, which Rake Merrick, that little five foot one, little pearly white, uh, blind little. Uh, let's just say, uh, shrimp, leprechaun, whatever you want to call them, hornswoggle, it doesn't matter. You've got Rees are a tough, bruising team. you got the Viking War Raider experience. you got the Good Brothers, Gals and Anderson, who continue to be just basically look, overlooked. Nakamura and Ulusif, you look at them. How are they could have put any other team in this whole thing, and yet they're not doing it. How it's the same four guys. Week in, week out, it's like Edging Christian, the Hardys, or the Hardys and the Dudleys from the, I think the. Late 90s, early 2000, mid 2000. You know, it's been so desperate. It's 17, 18 years later that he, those are the only four guys he can go with, other oh. than teams he's brought up like heavy machinery, like freaking Daniel Bryan and Eric Rohn, who have been a joke as a team. I mean, they got to start developing better teams here. I mean, if they were looking at teams that want to make an impact, all you got to do is go down to NXT and look at what they've got down there now. You got the Street Profits, you got the Undisputed Era, you got Lord Cannon Birch. However. You got, however, some stuff in the U.K. And, of course, I'll mention the U.K. here in my uh, SmackDown uh, icebreaker here in a few minutes, however, of what happened earlier today. You got down there over in the U.K. and Europe, however. Yet he continues to just want to push these four to the moon and give them time after time, week after week, the same old crap. Whether it's on main event, Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, it doesn't really matter. Pre-show, main show, uh, pay per views, it doesn't matter. They gotta get better in the ta- I'm sorry. They, they can't keep doing the stale thing over and over again. It's just getting just drunk. It's like too dry. It's not. It's not. I mean, yeah, it's fun and entertaining in parts, but it's the same old crap. You just can't keep going to the well one too many times. The old saying goes. Howard, I'm using this as a new saying, and maybe I'm the first to say it, but. You can't go to the well one too many times and hope, however, you can have the glass half full. You've got to fill it to the top. And right now, more and more, it's about a third, four, or a quarter of the way full at times. Because, yes, you are bringing some guys in. Maybe you're not. But at the end of the day, however, you're just kind of making the fans like me and everyone out there just scratch their heads and wondering, didn't we just see this weeks ago? Didn't we just see this on a house show? Didn't we see this on, like, main event? or on a pre-show right before, like, say, a certain big show like a Mania or a minor show like minor in the Be- Money in the Bank or even Stomping Grounds. I mean, did we see that already? They've got to get better in the tag division. The tag division is right now really at an all-time low, and it's sad.
1: That's it. Oh, I definitely agree. I definitely agree to keep coming up, like you said, with the same stuff all the time, and they need to kind of improve it on it a little bit, we hope. So, John, are you back with us, sir? And it appears for the time being that uh, he, unless he is, is away from him that, that, that he can hear us at. Apparently, he's not, uh, he's not receiving us here. So, um, we'll, so we'll just have to talk about it. We have to do that. At least it's to get his call. But before we get into this countdown, I've got to ask you something. Uh, I, I got about. You Sorry about that. Uh, what was your honest opinion overall about Super Showdown past
2: Friday? I think it it came off as a failure. It did not do well.
0: So,
1: okay. Any high points at all that you would say? About this. JD. JD. JD.
0: Yeah. Sorry.
1: Any, any. The, in your opinion, were there any high points about Super Showdown
0: at all?
2: Ah. I don't think there was too many. I think, again, the weather was a big factor. I think they were gutsy and ballsy to go over there. Again, I didn't hear the final attendance figure, but I think the weather had something to do with it. And all it was, once again, Vince basically lined up his pockets for $10 million bucks or whatever the Crown Prince gave him, however, because however, they needed all that blood money and bone saws a galore, however, because they're just so pleased, however, that they want to continue to just make sure the W Universe however, expands in different regions of the world, and some of it's been good and some of it's not been good. I think right now, even though they're committed for a long time with this deal, I think they're just absolutely ridiculous to continue to go over there. And hope that fans will enjoy this sort of thing. They've failed three times already. They're going to fail again when they go back over in November. And hopefully the weather will be a little decent this time. But at the same time, the one thing they screwed up on, and this was because of the Saudi stupid government, because that's the way they are, they didn't allow any women to wrestle hard. And it's a shame. And they could have allowed that to them. But no, they screwed that up too. They're just continuing to just getting really to the point where right now, they're barely keeping their heads above the water in every facet. Not just in Saudi Arabia, but all over the world, for that matter, with their fan base. Yes, I mean, some people, like what they're doing right now, some people don't. Me, like I said, I'm. we all know I'm in the mixed minority. I'm maybe one of the few mixed minority people, good and bad. Maybe I'm not. But at the end of the day, how right now, WWE is just right now barely, barely treading any water. They're just kind of keeping... They're uh, heads above the sand, so to speak, how to use the term loosely. And the question is, how much more are people willing, like me, to give this an opportunity? I mean, we've all have been fans a long time, but it just right now, more and more, it starts to sink in and wonder, how much worse can it get? How much more stale can it be? How much more pathetic, or absolutely, really, uh, what's another word to describe besides pathetic? How more? How much more destructive. How much more does Vince want to just destroy what his family has built up for many years and to piss every fan off out there, like me, like you, like everyone out there, and not admit, however, that he was the wrong person. He admit he was not the one who was the one doing this. He'll say, oh, it was the fans fault that made me do this. It was basically the people who drove me. No, it wasn't them. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but it was you who've done this. You have gone behind it. You are not seeing the big picture. This isn't like I've said so many times before, and I'll say it again. I'll keep on saying, this isn't. This isn't like Monday Night Raw 1997, 1998. This is 2019. This is 20 years after the fact you bought out Paul Heyman. This is after you bought out Turner, or basically forced him out of business. This is basically realizing you're still the King Godfather, or supposedly you're the still King Godfather, but now you've got people breathing down your neck. New Japan, Ring of Honor, and especially the newest big boy in the block, and right now you haven't even had a chance to acknowledge him yet, because you're probably realizing you're scared out of your mind because you know they're already making a statement early on and challenging you, and that's AEW.
1: Good point of view there, uh, JD. Very good point. Very and now it point. is
2: 4 nothing with four minutes ago. So now we can say, however, it is all over. The St. Louis Blues have pretty much wrapped it up. Congratulations. Definitely goes out to them. What a job for them this season. An amazing turnaround from last year. And I think they were really near the rock, or close to down near the bottom last year. But the Blues, however, are not feeling blue tonight. The Bruins are. The Blues, however, are singing a happy tune, however, and they are ready to celebrate in the loo tonight. So congratulations, St. Louis. 1970 has been exercised.
1: There you go. Absolutely. I'm glad, of course, glad to hear that. Uh, that, that of course, and of course, speaking of JD and I both are speaking for, of course, as fans of two teams that went down. One of them at the hands, of course, obviously the Boston Bruins, and of course, like you said, JD was very happy to hear that Boston didn't make it there either. Of course, JD being a fan of the, of course, Pittsburgh Penguins, and of course, myself being a fan of the Carolina Hurricanes who did extraordinary well throughout this whole season. They did. Too.
2: They did. They had a good That's run good. to the conference final. But you also got to give your tip of the cap to Boston, too. They had a good run this year, too. Nothing to take yeah. sh- short of them. Huh? I mean, even though some people have mixed emotions about them, Brett, I mean, Zendo Char, Brett Marchand, and the Bruins, they'll be back next year again, and they were tough. But this was St. Louis's time, especially after what happened Sunday night. You knew going into Sunday – you thought Sunday night they would have wrapped it up and really – Basically made St. Louis feel blue and down. However, but like I said, however, unfortunately, however, they were the once down five to one. They put it aside. They had a few days off to recover from this. However, they knew that tonight was a very crucial must-win game, win or take all. They came out swinging from the start, and they've shown tonight that they are not going to let up anytime soon. And looking at the clock now, we see however 2:55 to go. It for nothing. like I said now four nothing. It is all but over. And now you can definitely say Gloria Howard will be singing in St. Louis because they will be partying out with that song at the parade. You can bet on that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely there indeed. So, so congratulations once again to the St. Louis Blues. Of course, like I said, very academically, JT says that at this point in time, our course will be your two thousand nineteen Stanley uh, Stanley Cup uh, winners of the Stanley Cup. There you go. I'll say it that way. Terrific, the terrific performance, of course, as, as J.D. did say, coming from uh, well, it was almost a slump last year, coming through to come back and win pretty much the whole shebang, of course, in the National Hockey League this year. Very good indeed. Uh, <clears throat> ladies and <clears throat> gentlemen, let's give it right. one more time. 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 682 of WWS Revolution for Wednesday, June 12th, 2019. Mr. WS, Chad Hinshaw the Iceman, Jerry DiGiolamo. We are still reading the human suplex machine, John Gross, as being all here with us. However, um, okay, now John, is, now John is back with us. He says he does does agree with you, J- JD, of course, as far as, of course, the other five, uh, there, as for the other five matches from Super Showdown. Okay, so, John, thank you very much there. Sir, sir we, were, we were a little bit concerned that uh, that uh, we were, uh, that we something happened to you. We didn't hear from you here the last little bit. So. but we're glad to have you back on here now. Uh, John, uh, John had said here in the beginning before we even started with our with our thoughts about Super Showdown. He pretty much just said in a nutshell that SmackDown was bad and he really didn't have any other comment on the show. John, is there anything more you can add to that besides that? I mean, just add a couple more little things to that. I mean, there's at least one thing. I mean, I know I, mean, I know I can understand how you feel about it. was terrible, but was there something? What was, say, what was the worst thing about SmackDown? Well, just let me ask you that question. What was the worst thing about Smackdown, in your The 24/7 thing. Okay. All right, I'm
2: back, and now it's four to one. We can say, however, one fourteen to go. Boston did get a goal, unfortunately, but like I said, the clock is still running as we speak.
1: Okay. And, pretty much like you said, JD, it is academic here. Of course, obviously, St. Louis is going to pull off the winning in the stadium. Mm-hmm. And also, John said the Shane McMahon thing um also as well he said basically pretty much all that stuff so, so so john that's a good so, thing so that right there that'll work there bud i appreciate that thank you very much and i think jd i think is where i think jd is ready you know to what? i'm go. waiting till
2: tomorrow night i'm gonna wait till tomorrow
1: night jd we got 20 minutes you got time no I, i'm i'm well all right all right all right, all
2: right hold on hold, hold on, on. I'm t- I'm t- yeah. t-
1: You've got, you got like for 20 minutes something. you got 20 minutes? Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: but
1: so okay. Hold you got to do it the right way. But hold on. Hold your horses there. Go. Okay. <laughs> uh, JD, are you pulled off and or are you warm up? Ready. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the WSWS Radio Network. The Iceman, Jerry D. Geraldo, of course, as always, is not afraid bridges, to share his thoughts on everything of course, going on here for
2: Boss no, of course not, people. <laughs>
1: of course. And of course, if if you, if you thought like if you thought Captain America um, making make an impact in the Avengers movies uh, was big, well, JD's words can make that much more of an impact. No pun intended. Uh, than that, indeed. Um, <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, of course, something more powerful than than Kryptonite to Superman. We'll say. Here's the ice fan, Jared DiGirolamo, with the SmackDown edition of the WCWS Icebreaker.
2: And like we said, however, we're going to say before we get to the icebreaker, I think I need something to celebrate with, and I think it's only fitting because now we can say it's this. Just a second here. Hold on a second. All right, here we go. Three. 2, 1. Hold on. That's not it. And I think this is the only thing. And to the fans of St. Louis, this is for you guys. are not on the run no more, and congratulations, St. Louis. Well done on st- capturing Lord Stanley's Cup. It is going to be a party tonight in the city of the blue, let's just say. And Boston, nothing to take away from you either, guys. You guys had a good run this year, but it was in the cards to be St. Louis's time, let's just say. Last night, however, we begin SmackDown last night in our friend Danny from Oak Park's neck of the woods. Sacramento California and you were wondering however would it be better however than Monday Night would Smackdown improve on their show this week <laughs> oh people 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 I can only say I wish that was so true but it wasn't who starts out the f- show yes folks the silver spoon little boy himself, however, none other than that slap-ass, however, total snake-in-the-grass, however, shithead Shane McMahon and his boyfriends, Drew McIntyre, the dickhead, and the piece of elephant excrement human waste of dung, however, none other than the embarrassing troubadour of the WWE, the so-called Bob Dylan of the WWE, as he claims himself to be Elias. And of course, however, they show what happened, Howard. Firewall. Shane dances, however, and Drew chuckles about this, Howard. And of course, he says, Ms. couldn't even read the dummy card correctly, Howard, despite the fact that Ms. was showing Ms. TV on the show, Howard. Of course, he introduced, like I said, however, like I said, Howard. Shane Campbell called him the breast in the world and then the pest of the world, and there was a smudge on the page, Howard. Mind you, however. But then, it's through to a Roman promo from Saudi Arabia where he said he would dro- destroy Drew McIntyre uh, uh Stomping Grounds. He said that Roman's emotions will get the best of him, and he's unlike any opponent in WWE. But he has a weapon nobody else does: and a claymore kick, and that he will kick his head off at Stomping Grounds. Yeah, Drew, why not just have your mouth all over Shane's ass and blow him at the same time? However, because you know, you know, you're all about sucking his cock. However, just like Corey Graves is sucking his cock every week. He, he gets, however, mind you. Anyway, Shane says he owns Romans just like he owns Miz. However, mind you, Miz replied that Shane has no town and that he was born the McMahon, failing with the silver spoon in his mouth. Shane replied that Miz was born in a genetic just born shared DNA with a baked potato friend of Mr. Miz. Yeah, Shane, that's insult Miz's dad some more, you silver spoon little piece of shit. Miz was ready to get up in his face, but who's should the Shane? Shane, but his boyfriend, Dickhead Drew McIntyre, should I say Dick Sucker Drew McIntyre, however, because, obviously, he's mad about sucking his dick. Anyway, Shane says that Miz can defeat Elias and Drew, however, tonight he will get a shot at Shane again later tonight, and those matches come up next. What happens first? Well, Elias ends up losing to Miz. Drew McIntyre beats Miz, but then Shane decides to come in the ring, however, and take a cheap shot on Miz and win, however, with his stupid old new UFC finisher, the triangle, however, and afterwards, however, celebrates, however, by becoming a jackass, however, by jumping up and down like a little boy on Christmas Day, however. Saying, Daddy, Daddy, look at me. I'm your silver spoon little uh, soldier boy, Shane McMahon, however. I love to uh, suck your ass, however, and kiss your ass, however, and have my boyfriends Drew McIntyre and Elias kiss my your ass too, however, when they basically found a way to basically uh have help basically help me tonight, how by not taking care of what happened, however, mind you, and show that I'm still the best in the world, howard, I'm nothing more than a arrogant little prick, however. Yeah, great idea, Vince. That's why your viewership was down this week quite a bit. Howard. And your rating probably took a big hit also on SmackDown again because you're nothing more than a jackass, however, if you ask me. Speaking of jackasses, let's talk about what happened next, Howard, with the Tag Team Champions, however. Yes, I'm talking about everyone's favorite other douchebag, or should I say everyone's favorite little piece of human disaster, Goat Boy himself, Daniel Bryan, and Eric Rowan, however, if you will. Yes, folks, Eric Redbeard Rowan. And what happens How they, they said they'll put their titles, however, mind you, on the line how they, in a unification match against the Yolo County Tag Team Chains, as there were two slubs with cardboard titles. Heavy machinery of Otis and Tucker, however, come out and say, however, that they'll take on the jobbers, however, and said, however, they'll pick up the slack tonight and take on the jobbers instead. So, yeah, what happens there? Oh, yeah, Goat Boy, how and Red Beard decide, however, to basically go off, however, basically off their, off their merry old way, however, and not defend their titles tonight whatsoever. So, instead, we got the piece of uh let's just say the two tag teams, the two guys who are just absolutely a waste of time however in the form of the total uh let's just say little uh turd uh, uh Tucker Knight however and his boyfriend of course the somewhat Oscar the Grouch of the WWE or should I say not Oscar the Grouch he is more like the um I need another good o word to describe Otis oh the um the oh, What's that? Obese. Yes, very uh heavy, big, obese, Otis Dozovich. And what happens? They end up beating the jobbers, however, in quick order. Then we go to a stupid segment, however, involving, however, Mandy and Sonia insulting the war goddess, Ember Moon. And once again, they insult her for being a nerd while they she was playing on a Nintendo Switch. Ember said she saw what they did to Carmella last week and said... They said she deserved it, however, because she shouldn't have been in the match. They then knocked, however, the switch out of her hands and acted like they were all happy with what they did. Yeah, let's have a stupid little moron like Mandy the slut whore Rose and Sonya Deville, the very sneaky Sonya Deville, however, who should basically take her fist, however, and cold cock her somewhat best friend, the blonde little bimbo that she is, however, little moron that is Mandy Rose. But unfortunately, however, this led us to our next match. Sonya Deville versus Carmella, however. And as a result, Sonya ends up defeating Carmella, however, in short order. Despite the fact that Mandy was trying to find a way, however, to help her best friend Sonya get a cheap win. I wish to God already Sonya would just cold cock this stupid moronic little blonde-ass bitch, however, on her ass, however, and basically send her packing. She is more than a fucking blonde-ass little like I said, Bimbo, however, she can't talk, she can barely rustle and she thinks she's all that just like some people we know in the WWE. The only problem with the WWE is, however, they're not doing anything right with Sonya except have her to continue to team up with Mandy because obviously Mandy has to have her best friend Quotations best friend Sonya de However Who is very sneaky But also very sly However If you will That's good Sneaky and sly I'll call Sonya that now Sneaky and sly Because she is very sneaky and Very sly however And good at it But the only thing That's holding her back is She has to have Her friend with her However And they can't have- let her do anything on her own because they figure however they have to have her still continue to be teaming up with that little moron however if you will that is totally full of uh, I wouldn't say mayhem but more like a freaking mop, power who basically should be wiped up who should be wiped all over the place however actually not a mop. she's more like a um, Muppet I mean if I said that about Morgan I can't say that there uh, moron, I've described Mandy Rose. Yeah, basically, you have to have Mandy Rose, how are, still be your best friend. So, yes, we got Sonya in that moron, little, blonde, bimbo, Mandy Rose. Speaking of morons, however, we then go to John's girl, however, Yes, folks, however, none other than the arrogant one herself, the five-foot-one-inch little goddess herself and Corey Graves' girlfriend, in which you've got another boner about, however, The arrogant one herself, Alexa, bitch-ass bliss. And what happens, Howard? Once again, Alexa the bitch, hour decides to continue to find a way to just absolutely get in Nikki Cross's head, Howard, and tell Nikki Cross, how that Bailey was saying stuff about her. Yeah, that's it, Alexa. Why don't you just continue to stir the hornets nest, you stupid, blonde-ass bimbo however just like Mandy Rose you're a stupid blonde ass little bimbo who is made of glass however and bends so easily however that basically however you can't even wrestle let alone talk except you think you're so great and that you're a goddess you're not you two should be calling yourselves however the b- dumbass blondes however and team up with your other good friends the stupid iconics Piss Ant Payne Royce and Billy the uh, bimbo K however the kangaroo K I should say Anyway, that leads us to our next match. However, uh, of course, uh, Mandy taking on, or not Mandy, Nikki Cross taking on Bailey. And this time, Bailey got a little retribution after what happened. However, the night before. But before that, Nikki Cross, however, instead of coming out to her theme, her comes out to, of all people, the stupid little bitch, Alexa's music. Gee, whose call was that? Oh, let me think. That was stupid, probably the SmackDown writing team of Michael P.S. Hayes and his idiot writers, however, figuring that was a great idea to find a way to continue to just absolutely crap all over Nikki Cross. Yeah, great move, WWE writing team. Way to think on your feet, you stupid idiots, by doing that. Speaking of stupid idiots, as I've said so many times before, I want to keep on saying it until I'm blue in the face because I feel it needs to be addressed our... Stop with the 24-7 title shenanigans. Seriously. I am tired of seeing this crap on my TV every fucking week hour. Whether it's Raw SmackDown, it doesn't really matter. What happens this week? Oh, yeah. R-Truth hour gets locked in a crate hour, and then somehow he's asking for help hour from Carmella, who unfortunately did not help R-Truth because she had her match. Obviously, however with freaking uh Carmela Sonya DeVille, however, mind you. But yet her you have an idiot engender the jackass juice head mahal, however, come out, however, and find a way, however, to try to uh let's just say, however, like I said, find a way to uh just uh stall, however, and let's just say find a way to make this absolutely a waste of time, however. So, yeah, let's think of that for a minute. What did Vince think, accomplish by doing that this week? By having Jinder Mahal, however, come out, however, and find a way, however, mind you, however, by finding a way to protect uh, his 24-7 champion. Oh, yeah, however. he decides to get locked in a box, however, and shipped off in a crate, however, to a uh, Monday Night Raw in Los Angeles, however next week's show, however, because they figure, oh, that's a great idea, however, let's find a way this week, however, not to have our uh, truth on SmackDown, however, but yet, however, get locked in a stupid crate, however, and at the same time, be off the Raw in Los Angeles, however, by having one person basically almost try to find a way to take over his title yet again, and that is the idiot himself, Jinder the Juicehead Jackass Mahal, who of course wasn't with his boyfriends. Slimebags and you know, Singh and Samir the Snake Singh, which are now on 205 Live, if you ask me. Yeah, great idea there, guys. Great, great idea to think of that one, however, mind you. And then, of course, we go to the main event. Oh, dear sweet God. We have, of course, everyone's favorite Kevin the Ogre Owens, mind you, along all his boyfriends. However, little uh, slimebags, I wouldn't say Slimebag, but I would say also he's nothing more than a little uh, snake in the grass. Sami Zayn, and of course, Dickhead, douchebag, crybaby himself, how the human uh, little uh, donkey boy himself, Dolph Ziggler, taking of course on the New Day. And what happens? The New Day end up picking up the win here, how in short order, how even though it was the best match of the night. So yeah, Vince, once again, it shows you once again you're out of touch, how with your uh, people, how and once again you put on another lackluster show. So Vince, I so. I'm so hoping you're happy with the accomplishments this week, Harry, because guess what? Did you accomplish anything this week after Super Showdown by putting on two good quality days of television to answer Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh, hell no, you did not. You just once again show that you're nothing but a human vacuum cleaner, sucking up everything in the room, Howard, and also sucking the fans uh out of every uh, and squeezing every cent out of them by putting on shitty ass television. So as we head into Stomping Grounds in next week in Los Angeles, however, and also Stomping Grounds in a week from Sunday, however, I hope you realize that once again you're continuing to just absolutely piss everyone fan off, including me and everyone else on this show or any other show for that matter. So Vince, here's the thing about that, however. Either find a way to just find a way to get your walker and just get the hell out of the WWE altogether, or we'll come up to Stanford, Connecticut, and just find a way to just basically come to your house, or piss on your lawn, and light your house on fire because right now, at this point, you need all the help you can.
0: <laughs>
1: no true words have been have been spoken there, ladies and gentlemen. There is once again, the Iceman, Jared D. Geroma, with, of course, the SmackDown, edition of WWS icebreaker. Two good ones for the price of for the price of one here. Uh JD, we thank you very much, sir, so for bringing it to our attention. Uh ladies and gentlemen, of course a quick quick plug here I wanted to bring here bring out here to you. Uh be sure to check out of course for the avid eBay shopper in your in your family. Or if you're the avid eBay shopper in your family, uh <clears throat> not that. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> um Sure check out, of course, the eBay store entitled "Perpetual Uniquity" Internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. Of course, a lot of stuff, of course, on on the in the store page right now. A lot of great stuff here, of course, including men's, women's, and children's clothing, classic Hot Wheels cars. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, also books, and also Kiss and other rock and roll memorabilia from back in the day. Also, of course, video games from PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360. And also PSP. And ladies and gentlemen, right now, currently we have DVDs, HD DVDs, and Blu-rays of your favorite stuff, including, of course, animated stuff, uh, action, comedy, drama, uh, TV series, uh, even some wrestling titles, and also some horror titles as well. So be sure to check that out there, of course. You can go to www.ebay.com forward slash STR. Forward slash perpetual uniquity. That's P E R P U T A L U N I Q U I T Y. And also, there's a link on the WCWS Revolution Radio Facebook page if you want to check that out there as well. Uh, But of course, a lot more stuff's being added on there each and every day. Uh So check it out. Of course, internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. Of course, that is perpetual uniquity. And also check out, of course, in our, one of our newest Facebook groups, of course, entitled Bulldog DVD Sales. Of course, currently on there right now. Of course, we have a lot of bargains on DVDs on there right now, including, of course, several lists of, uh, of some of your favorite um, uh, movies as well. Also, of course, uh, we have one list just made up last night with some wrestling titles and all some interesting ones. Also, that, which are including three WrestleManias on DVD in the process, too. So be sure to check that out there as well. And of course, like I said, some great bargains on some stuff. You might find some movies you haven't seen there in a long time. And of course, all, all movies, of course, are checked out personally by myself, Mr. WS, Mr. WS. And of course, all the movies are in excellent condition indeed. So be sure to check that out, of course, at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash bulldog DVD sales. <clears throat> and of course, them so Mr. WS sent you. And you, who knows, you might find a bargain and a half. Of course, right there at Bulldog DVD Sales. Uh, the Human place Machine, John Gross, you're here to leave us here for the evening. Uh, 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 of course, uh, and, and and we will, of course, talk to him, of course, tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, we were unable to bring you the 24-7 title triple threat match here tonight, of course, between Fonzie, uh, JD, and John. Uh, Fonzie apparently was not able to make it on here with us here tonight due to other circumstances. But hopefully we'll get a chance to hear from him tomorrow night. But we will, of course, have that match, a triple threat match under Family Feud Rules between Fonzie, JD, and John for the WSWUS 24-7 Championship. Uh, <clears throat> and it'll be a very good match there indeed. Also, currently, ladies and gentlemen, we still have several folks who have not, of course, gotten any, any of the championships here yet. And, of course, obviously, uh, that is, let's see, uh, uh, let me see. I do know one is is of course uh, yes. The style of Stephen Kyle, the Psycho J W Cannon, and the Empress Emery Rickenbach have not gotten their belts here yet, uh, and is still currently pondering about what belt she would like to get her hands on. Uh, currently, like I said, as far as the prediction title challenge for Showdown, uh, the following folks have gotten these championships. The Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, has the WWS Fusion Championship. Uh, the next big thing, Caleb Dodds, is has, has now the new WWUS Ultra J Champion. Also, the Danny Oak Park is the new XWFUS Cruiserweight Champion. Fonzie, of course, the winner of the Prediction Title Challenge, uh, picked up the WWUS Money in the Bank Championship. The Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, is the new Impact US Next Gen Champion. The Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, of course, is the new W.W.U.S. Collar and Elbow Champion. And Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, is the new WWS Middleweight Champion. And, of course, new champions are being on the UNS as We speak, of course. Uh, and, ladies and gentlemen, I will remind you that a lot of these, about 90, 90 to 95% of these championship belts are were actual championship belts used Different wrestling organizations from around the country and around the world. Uh, a lot of these, of course, we have taken from belts that were used before. That were used before, but majority of them are actual belts that was used, of course, that you either seen on television or seen at live events. Uh, and of course, they are now, of course, part of our tribute championship lineup under different umbrellas, including Impact U.S., XWF U.S., Lucha U.S., NJPW U.S., and others. So be sure to check that out. Like I said, the list list has been updated, of course, on WSWUS Universe. Be sure to check that out here as well. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Universe United, of course. And, of course, if you're interested in testing your wrestling trivia on a future episode of Wrestling Championship Challenge. And challenge any of these folks, of course, for any any of the championship belts that are listed there. Please get back with us, and we'll do our very best to get that match scheduled, and you can come on Wrestling Championship Challenge and test your wrestling knowledge and possibly pick up a piece of WWS trivia gold. So that would be very good there indeed. The human suplex machine, John Gross, is going to leave us here for the evening. He'll be back on here with us tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack. And, uh, John, John, I know you wanted to hear the uh, sound from the movie A Fish Called Wanda. Uh, We'll play that sound uh, for you tomorrow night. Uh, on Wolfpack everybody. But, but we will talk at you soon uh, <clears throat> And we thank you very much For coming in here tonight with the rest of the history And the birthdays and also your thoughts about Super Showdown and Smackdown Thank you very much here sir JD anything else you wish to add before we cut out For the evening
2: Well again congratulations definitely goes to the Blues I mean a great season However good season for Boston Too not to discourage from them Tomorrow night game 6 of the NBA Finals will be held Uh, We know Kevin Durant will not play. Can the Raptors clinch it tomorrow night and uh, wrap it up? Or will there be a Game 7 on Father's Day Sunday back in Toronto? We'll find out. But also, folks, it was 10 years ago tonight, however, we had another Game 7 happen. Pittsburgh and Detroit, Pittsburgh winning their third Stanley Cup. So uh, it was in the cards, let's just say, as I like to say, tonight for the city of St. Louis. So again, however, two Game 7s, 10 years apart, magic definitely happening. In both cities, Pittsburgh and St. Louis, ten years ago, like I said, however, like I said, my friend just wrote how oh, the people in St. Louis are going to be hearing this for the next couple of days. Let's go ahead and listen as well. However, congratulations to the Blues fans, indeed. However, so there you go. Howard. thank you very much, JD.
1: And once again, ladies and gentlemen, I did mention this on Revolution last time, but I'll mention it one more time on the Raw Rant panel chat box. Of course, as I did mention last night, and I will mention it again. A big congratulations this goes out to our own Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach. Was last night at a certain graduation ceremony, picked up a certificate of participation from the Police Citizens Academy out there in Arkansas. And, uh, of course, there is a picture on the Raw Rant panel chat box if you want to take a picture of that uh, that she shared with me and I just shared it with everyone here earlier. And, uh, of course, like I said, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we're all very proud of her, proud of her, of course, here in WWS. here, uh, of course, for picking up a, a prestigious honor. And of course, I can't wait to of course see that the, that certificate up close and personal. Hopefully, very very soon. Uh, but uh, but in the meantime, here, folks, I also want to thank join us from future of WCWS tonight or for our live video feed, Mr. Wayne Basceto, and also, ladies and gentlemen, the general manager of Heaven Wrestling Federation, also a WCWS Hall of Famer, and also the host of his own little podcast. Of course, a good friend of mine and J.D.'s, of course, anybody else here in wWS The Captain Corners podcast Spiel.
2: of Captain Dave Spieler. Definitely check it out. You do not want to miss it, people. You will be very happy that you did. i tell them J.D. the Iceman and everyone else sent you. Absolutely. Thank you very much here, J.D. On that, that note here, folks, program program I want to thank everyone. Theme which I got ready to go.
0: I, think and I, think, I, I know
2: be... everyone hears, and we all everyone hears. Like I said, everyone hears it all the time. And I think now we're gonna call it the, uh, let's just say the nice chilly ending to an otherwise good show. Because I think we're gonna start having it, Because everyone knows what I'm talking about by that. I think that's what we're we'll call. We'll figure something out. Yeah. People don't we? And, uh, cheer,
1: cheer, cheers to cheers that and David we'll have that we'll do that play for you here just a momentarily. But so we thank everyone for joining us here tonight for Revolution so six eighty two. Be sure to join us once be sure to be here with us again tomorrow night, of course, to do a special double double dose. Of course, first as we will start things off, like we say with a special edition of Resident Visited at 7 o'clock, 139-926 pound, followed by NWO Wolfpack, of course, with our live video feed from US Forever for Life. <clears throat> uh, also of course we hope to have of course a triple threat match with 24-7 title tomorrow night on Pack as well and also don't forget Friday night as well don't forget uh, this course, sort of special edition of Outside the Ropes uh, this Friday night at 7 o'clock as well 141-387 pound there as well and then Revolution of course our live video feed from that will be from Impact US Six sided Madness be sure to check us out there for that as well <clears throat> so on that note here, folks, as, a, as we said, of course, Revolution 682 is a broadcast of the WSWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. For the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, and he, the human took Machine, John Gross and everyone, of course, involved with WSWS, this is Mr. WSWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening. They so said, "Take care of yourselves and each other." We will see you, of course, in the ring. Take care of yourselves out there, out there, folks. And hopefully, you'll be able to join us here for, of course, our our remaining shows of the week. Of course, of course, including <clears throat> tomorrow night, as we, as we said, uh, "Rest visited" in Wolfpack, and then outside the ropes and Revolution on Friday, and then Power Hour, and possibly, um, and possibly. Um, we might have another match on wrestling championship challenge this Saturday. I'm not sure yet. We'll keep everybody in the loop about that. Of course, coming up here on Saturday. <clears throat> and of course, uh, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, for everything in the world, of course, since 2015, everything in the world of wrestling, pop culture, and other than everything in between, remember this is the WCWS Radio Network. And now here's the Iceman with Revolution 682's closing theme.